Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Business of Design, episode 163, and this is a Business of Design business alert. With me, Kimberly Selden, I'm an interior design professional just like you, and yeah, things are crazy. All around, things are crazy. It's April the 9th, 2020, a year none of us is going to forget. But I woke up this morning and I had a revelation. Trust me, this does not happen very often. So I picked up the phone and I called immediately Janine Laudenbeck, who is Business of Design's Director of Programming and Events, and a wise, wise woman who helps me process so often big business ideas and get them down into manageable size, actionable steps. So I phoned Janine and I said, I have it. Total clarity. Do you know what? There is never, and I mean never, never, never in your lifetime going to be a better opportunity for you to make changes in your business. Never. Every single person at this moment is expecting things to change So this is your once-in-a-lifetime get-out-of-jail-free card. And she said, oh, my God, what have you done? (laughs) Oh, wow, she knows me too well. No, I haven't done anything rash at all. I'm just saying, if there was ever a time in your life where you could reinvent yourself, where you could reinvent your business, where you could fine-tune it and make it better, it's today. Aren't you lucky? Aren't we lucky? Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group, Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? How's your household? Good. We're trying to get into a a bit of a routine. School stuff started this week that teachers are putting stuff out there. So setting aside time to do those like dedicated learning hours with the kids, which is nice to feel like I'm on more of a schedule. We've sort of been all over the place the last few weeks. Yeah. I found routine really helps. I kind of stop everything around three o'clock and we either go for a really long hike or do a yoga class or Pilates or something. And just even that little bit of structure in my day has made a huge, huge difference. Otherwise it starts to feel like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we've been, we've been really lucky with the, with the weather here, at least gotten out every day and, and things like that really like made the kids get up and get dressed in the morning. They don't understand why they can't spend the days uh, in their pajamas. Like we, we would do on the weekends, but it's like, no, it's, it's a weekday. We're going to get dressed today. (laughs) Yeah. We have school today. We have work to do today and we have work to do today. We're doing boot camp, business of design boot camp this afternoon at 1 PM EST. If you haven't signed up yet, that's okay. 
there's plenty of time for you to participate in Business of Design Bootcamp because the information is evergreen. It's good for today. It's good for tomorrow. It's good for any time. It's also possible to just catch up with us by listening to the past recordings, which are at businessofdesign.com. This is all free as part of your membership. We're committed to you. We're committed to this industry, and we're going to give you the tools you need to make a huge difference in your business. And yes, we appreciate your support. We're committed to you and we're committed to the industry. So we thank you so much for your support. And yes, your membership dollars make a huge difference to us. It allows us to provide content to you when you need it, even when life happens and we have to turn everything upside down and create new content. Yes. So even if you are able to join us live and you're excited to do that, do that, but make sure if you haven't already, you go back and and take the courses and rewatch the webinar. You'll get so much more out of it after you've done those courses. And we're hearing from members, by the way, who have taken the courses two times, three times, four times, and we just need to be reminded, I need to be reminded or I slip back into my old default behaviors. So it's been really helpful to me as well. I am tightening up my own business practices. I'm making changes in my own business. And Kimberly Selden Design Group is going to come out stronger and better like all of you. We're going to morph into Business of Design 5 Phase Recovery Program. And Cheryl, that has two parts to it, right? There's going to be an initial webinar for free for anybody who would like to join us. And then it will be a multi-part program for members only. It's not too late to participate in that. So please join us for Business of Design 5 Phase Recovery Program. Yes. And then we're going to continue with that on April 29th with a second webinar that's going out to the community for free. And that'll be an overview of what these phases are um, because it's going to be quite an intense program for our members. And phase two will begin in May and there's two webinars associated with that. And registration will be open towards the end of the month for those. Okay. So the date to remember, April 29th, will be a free webinar. We'll do an overview of Business of Design 5 Phase Recovery Program. And then beginning on May 6th, we will roll out the more detailed program for members. Please consider joining us. I wanted to share this as well. We got an amazing email from Christy Liu, one of our members, and I believe that she posted this to um, the Facebook group as well. But I did get her permission to share it here. We can't share everything, but we're so overwhelmed with the stories and the thank yous that everyone has been sending us. It means so much. I can't share them all, but I want to share this one. And Christy writes, this thank you note is long overdue. And the longer I wait to send it, the longer it becomes. I've been a member of Business of Design for over a year now. And because of the strict implementation of Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, I feel my business is in very good shape to weather the current pandemic. I had no outstanding invoices and all of my project orders were placed and most received before we were forced indoors. Even before we faced a crisis, I was operating so much more efficiently. I am definitely working less while improving my business. My projects are more fulfilling and most are being published or are worthy of publication. I can tell you at a moment's notice what my profitability is on each project and overall. And I don't work most evenings or weekends. The latest success is the email outreach letter. Thank you for awakening me from the pandemic paralysis. 
First, I sent my own version to a new client whom I didn't have time to fully onboard before shelter in place. She responded immediately once receiving it and confirmed that we will be starting work together virtually. After sending it to 100 more former and current clients, I received some lovely emails from clients and friends who were so appreciative of the gesture. Here is an example of one, and she shares this from one of her clients. What a wonderful letter. It's like you're hugging all your clients. The care we show to each other is welcomed, is a welcomed bright spot in this crisis. I am re-energized and ready to dive back into learning and refining my business and marketing during this bonus downtime. Best of luck and good health to all you and your families. From Christy. So that was just amazing. And it's one of many letters that we've received. Um, but I just thought those were some words of encouragement that our whole community could, uh, could stand to hear right now. And Christy will be coming up on the podcast soon talking about why it's all my fault. So we're excited to hear that one as well. Oh, wow. <gasps> yeah. Okay. That got me in the feels, as my kids would say. Um, thank you very much means a lot. It really does. I remember the first time I met Christy. It's incredible, you know, to forge these friendships over the years. It really is. It's been such an honor to be part of your journey. I also got an email from Emma who says, I got your email this morning and I already signed up for the upcoming webinars and I cried when I saw that you guys at Business of Design are going to help us navigate this difficult time. It is exactly what me and my family need. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. And it's somewhat selfish, you guys. I'm going through the same things. And so talking to you allows me to process all that's happening and incoming. So thank you. And thank you, Cheryl. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye for now. So, you know me, and you've known me a long, long time, Janine. I woke up the other morning and I thought, I have a one-time-only get-out-of-jail-free card to change anything I want in my business right now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. I've had that same kind of thought lately, like, hmm, this is sort of an opportune time to try something new. Right. To actually look at everything in the cold, hard light of the new reality and ask myself, is this working for me a hundred percent? Because one thing I know about a lot of my female friends, we have a really high tolerance for low-grade misery, right? <laughs> right? It's so true. I'm not talking about high pain. I'm talking about that like, oh my God, I know this is annoying. I hate doing this task. I've been doing it for 20 years. One of these days, I'm not going to do this anymore. We could do that dance for a long, long time. And now's a really good time to go, I'm done. It's over. I'm changing things. So did, when you woke up, did you have any specific ideas or was it sort of a general feeling that you had? <laughs> good question. Okay. Yes. So I've been procrastinating for some time now, switching the focus of my interior design business from projects in Los Angeles, Toronto, and in the country um, outside of Toronto, an hour and a half outside of Toronto and cottage country. I know that I should switch my focus to 100% cottage country. 
because there's not very Ah. many designers like me up here. Trades are hard to come by and I know who they should hire. And the clientele are people who have two or three homes. That's my perfect customer. I could kind of own this lane. And then immediately my whole body goes, no, fear, 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 change is scary. I'm sort of wired that way sometimes, you know, and I'm really good at making up stories. So here are some stories I've made up in the past, which are just nonsense. One story is you can't raise your fees in the middle of a project. Why not? Lots of companies raise their fees in the middle of a project. In fact, most companies raise their fees on a regular basis. I don't usually like it, but if I like the service, I keep paying the fees. And that's how they become profitable. And that's how I continue to monitor the return on the investment and whether or not it works for me anymore. Another story I made up has to do with raising your rates to repeat customers. So in the past, if you had a client and you were $175 an hour, but now you've given yourself a raise to $225 an hour, you're somehow obligated to go back to $175 an hour. You're not. Not at all. A customer who had an amazing experience with you at $175 is going to understand when your rates have gone up, when you have years more experience and better efficiencies because you have implemented Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy. Here's something else I made up. Yeah, that that guy's a pain, but he's been working with us for 25 years, so I have to keep working with him. No, you don't. If somebody really can't get on board and can't deliver on your brand experience with every single customer, they shouldn't be working for you, no matter how much you like them. Those are the hard decisions that business owners have to make. And one of the most challenging decisions a business owner has to make is determining who's a good employee, who's a good contractor or a good trade, and who's a good client, as distinguished from a great one of those people, a great staff member, a great contractor, a great client, because hanging on to the good ones is likely preventing you from getting the great ones. What other kinds of stuff? Like for everybody listening, let's talk about fees. What are some things you might think about in terms of fees right now? Oh, well, I know, I know what I've heard at a lot of your events and conferences. People are going to say, I should lower my fees right now. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way then. No, you shouldn't. It's a really bad idea. A bad idea in good times is a bad idea in bad times. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? That is kind of a knee-jerk reaction, as if lowering your rates will suddenly attract clients, right? And I always go back to, Janine knows all too well, I have thought for the last five years a lot about having a neck lift. I don't want the guy or the girl who's like suddenly half off on neck lifts. Oh my God, no, right? I want the expert at neck lifts. Exactly. And I think what I've heard you talk about so many times, Kimberly, is you're still trying to attract the right client. You really are. This is this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And looking down the road, what does lowering your prices do for your for your brand? Right. It doesn't get you the client you want. And it puts you like so far at the back of the pack because one upside to everything that's happening right now is for a limited time only 
you will have less competition. Janine, in your previous career, you worked for the city of Huntington Beach and you had a very big staff. What happens when the economy has a downturn in terms of staff in a big organization, in a big corporate environment? What happens? Well, I think it's the same as in any environment. We basically had to make the tough decisions to, to downsize. And really for us, that meant reducing our staff and laying people off. It was, it was very, very, um, it was difficult, but it had to be done. Because I think no matter what the business is, whether the business is government or making car parts or anything else, you have an obligation to be profitable. You have an obligation to be able to support the people you need to support. So I don't advocate that you should absolutely fire everybody. In fact, if you have a really big nest egg and you can afford to keep someone key, someone who's been loyal and true, who depends on you for their livelihood... That's a beautiful thing to do, and I strongly recommend that. However, your first obligation has to be on protecting the health of your company and the health of your family. And making those decisions slowly, I think, is such a big mistake. I was surprised. I read the other day that Restoration Hardware has announced salary cuts all the way across the board. So that was nice. From the top down, every single level of that company will take a salary cut. I always think that seems like passing the misery around. I think I would rather let go of more staff and make sure the staff know who stay, who are going to have to work harder because there's fewer people, that they are valued and appreciated. I think it would be really, really hard to suddenly lose 20% of my salary. What do you, I don't know, what do you think about that? Well, in our experience too, working in government, our goal was to be able to continue to provide services at a high level. And it did require more from the people that we kept on uh, when we made, when we made strategic layoff decisions. So, um, but the optimistic part of that is that we knew when the economy picked back up, we would still have our basic structure in place and we could rehire people in key positions as the economy allowed and as those positions were needed. Our goal was to keep the structure intact and then add, like if you're looking at a tree, we, were, we took off some limbs knowing that we could put some of those limbs back um, when the economy allowed it. I think that's a really good analogy. And the fact of the matter is you have the opportunity to lay people off. You don't have to terminate them. And if this turns around super quickly, suddenly every government subsidy turns out to be in your hands quickly and the economy rebounds at lightning speed, record speed, then you can hire people back. If it doesn't, you have time to evaluate what's really important and who you need the most, right? And you're also going to have, by the way, the pick of amazing people who are going to need employment because the reality is there are a lot of amazing people who are going to lose their jobs and you're going to be able to really make a significant improvement on your team if you're strategic about this, but you can't do that if you're hanging on to everything out of fear. Well, and I think sometimes too, it's, it's not even just fear. It's that we haven't given ourselves the time we need to actually think about different ways of doing business. I'm thinking about what's happening now in terms of Zoom meetings and meeting remotely. A lot of companies um, were paying travel expenses for staff to go to -to face-to-face meetings. 
And I'm just wondering if now with everything we're learning because of being home will allow us to do business differently. That is such a good point. I do think everything is up for grabs. You're not the only one with a get-out-of-jail-free card. Everybody has one. So everybody's looking at all aspects of business and saying, maybe there is a smarter way. Maybe there is a better way. I know one of the changes we were able to make was we, um, through layoffs, um, we were we were able to restructure how we did our custodial maintenance of all things. And so we ended up contracting out maintenance of our facilities. And it did essentially provide us with a level of service we were satisfied with at a significant cost savings. And we would not have necessarily thought to do that if we hadn't been, in some ways, hadn't been forced to really, really look at ways to reduce our costs. Right. So if you looking at it from that perspective, like this really is a unique opportunity and you don't want to squander it by just doubling down on everything you currently have. And so one of the things I think that's really hard to do is to be honest about the assessment process, right? Because I, again, like I can be the master of, I'm going to hang on to something good, even though it's not great, um, out of fear that I won't find anything better, which is right now that just isn't true. That isn't true for staff. And I don't think it's going to be true for trades either. What do you think about contractors and plumbers and all that kind of stuff? People are going to have a lot more choices in terms of the trades and contractors they're able to work with. I think everybody's seeing a reduction in work. And as you and I have talked about during these really good economic times, a lot of the people that we want to work with are actually too busy. And as work slows down, I think the contractors that we've worked with or that have been really loyal to us are going to be able to give us a lot more of their time and attention, which really will translate into better um, projects and better care of our clients. Yeah, I I agree. So I think one of the things that's really important to do is to just be honest with yourself. Is this relationship an A plus or is it a B minus? And if it's a B minus, do you want to just think about maybe trading up to an A, right? It can be, again, I go back to the fact that we can be really comfortable with a low level of misery, right? It's not hurting us every single day, but there are those people that we work with that we say, oh my gosh, he always does this or she always does that. Well, those are the relationships you might want to rethink right now. All right. So, so we talked about fees. Don't lower your fees. I know from personal experience, I know from hundreds of designers who have done it, it's a mistake. It will set you back years. It will not improve the clients you get. It might put some cash in your coffers, but that is not to be confused with profit. Those are two different things. Eye on the prize time, everybody. Take an honest assessment of where you are in every single relationship that touches your work life. We talked a little bit about staff. We talked a little bit about contractors, but now's a really good time to think about clients too. Are you actually already working with your ideal customer? If so, whittle it down further. Get more clear about who that is. We are going to talk about in Business of Design's five-phase recovery program, adjacencies. What are those services you can offer to existing clients that they don't know they need yet but can't live without, right? That's a much easier sell than suddenly reinventing yourself. Well, and I think the expectation that we have as a community right now is that there is going to be change. And so the, the element of surprise is definitely reduced. I feel like a broken record because I've been saying this, I think, on every podcast, but don't squander this opportunity. Don't lose courage. 
don't lose faith. Don't lower your fees. That's a huge mistake. You'll just regret it. You'll tell me three years from now, you're really sorry you did it. And let's don't do that dance. Let's just skip ahead. Um, Do, however, look with a fine tooth comb at relationships, the people who work for you, the trades who work for you, and your clients, and get really clear on who you like working with the best. And that's what the focus is going to be on for the next three to six months, I would say. Yeah, that sounds like some good sound suggestions, Kimberly. Well, you know, I'll call you when I wake up in the middle of the night with another thought. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. Okay, have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.